I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Yo. Welcome hey. back, guys. We are here with the Tiger King After Show here on AfterBuzz. Today, we are covering episode, season one, episode three. And today, I have with me my awesome co-host, Al Gregg. Say hi, Al. Can you hear me? This is your boy, Al G. Over here, what is this like? Day 14 of the apocalypse. You know, I got my Lysol wipes over here. Y'all looking kind of suspect over there, so let me spray my little, you know, Lysol. Make sure you guys, you know, stay on your side of the screen, social distancing. And uh, yeah, just been (laughs) holding on, you know, preparing for the apocalypse, fighting fools off, beefing in these YouTube streets. He's always ready. And also (laughs) joining us today is our new co-host, uh Cortez hey. Kirkwood say what's up to everybody how's everybody doing I'm just staying hydrated in quarantine <laughs> you got so, to you know, give you a little tiger a little exotic today nice. <laughs> yes I know we're all like ready and just ready to go with the Tiger King so this episode is literally my favorite episode of the whole season I just think if you get to this episode and you're able to get through it it just changes so much in perspective with Carol. So I kind of want to get right into it because we have a lot of things to cover. And I actually tried to reach out to Carol as well. Um, So I'll let you know what kind of response I got from her and her team. Um, Also, for everybody that is joining us on YouTube, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to try to get the live chat up here shortly because I'm having a little bit of difficulty with it. However, um, last week, we had a ton of people in. And when we were talking about everything, Um, we mentioned comment after the show, because if you don't join us live, you can definitely comment. We'll respond to you. We had a bunch of people in the comments and I was in touch with a girl from who used to volunteer at big cat rescue. And so we had a lot of people in the comments that wanted to ask her questions and the weirdest thing happened. So unfortunately she's not going to be able to answer our questions, which I'll talk about later. Um, it's just all very interesting with Carol. So we'll just go from there. So let's just start at the very beginning. Excited. I want to start at the very beginning when Carol was like 14 years old and just kind of build up until when (laughs) she was like, has her husband went missing, I guess. Okay. Yeah. God bless Carol. You know, any woman who's been through like an abusive relationship, you know, she deserves her compassion. Just like I was trying to be, you know, compassionate with Joe and his background. But her story's crazy, though, how they met. Like, she was walking around at 3 in the morning, and he was just such a nice guy. He picked it up. You know what I was saying. You know what I think is going on, Jess. You already know. <laughs> yeah, tell us. Tell us what you think's going on, because this oh, is no, interesting. She was out there. She was a working girl. She was hoeing. Ain't no girl walking around at 3 a.m., you know, in her flip-flops. <laughs> so, guys, the thing about this is I was reading on Reddit, and there are people from Tampa that are like, I'm a third-generation local, and anybody walk, any woman walking up Nebraska that late at night, it's known for, like, prostitution. So, oh my God, that's the kind of woman you definitely got to wear, like, you know, your mask and cover your nose with, because you know where she <laughs> But anyway, man, she's just nuts. And I, like I said, um... I believe it, you know, all sex work should be legal. All drugs should be legal. Marry who you want to, as long as you're not hurting anybody. But come on, man. And, you know, but everybody in this show is scandalous. And we'll get into that. Yeah, Cortez, what are your thoughts about Uh, about this? Very, very, very scandalous. Uh, The story, uh, what got me was the, you know, she said, he said, here's the gun and pointed at me. And from that point (laughs) to his 
disappearing, I was like, this relationship was already twisted from the beginning. It mm-hmm. didn't really get, it didn't get twisted. It was, it became twisted the moment they met. So yeah. uh, Carol, she's an interesting character, you know, just watching her, listening to her talk, even just from that point at the beginning to the end, I, that lady is interesting and I can't wait to hear what you got as a yes. response and from her team. I'm just really dying to hear oh that. Oh my gosh. She's so interesting. So first guys, I have the live chat up. So if you guys want to talk with us live, please do. I see everybody that's in there now. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, so kind of going back to what Al said. So Carol's an interesting character because she does tell this really sad story about when she was 14 years old, three guys from across the street, basically like held her at knife point and raped her. Okay. And so she says after that, she ran away at 15 and she ran away. This, this is so confusing. Okay. Cause there, she twists these stories. So this is inconsistencies it, in her story. There are, there are. So the story she tells on Tiger King is she ran away after that. Right. But there's a podcast where she was interviewed and she said, that she was working and it snowed one day and she had to dig her car out of snow (laughs) in West Virginia, okay, in West Virginia. And she was 15 years old. This is the story she told, a separate interview. She said she, when she was 15 years old, she had to dig her car out of snow in West Virginia. And that day she called up her boss and she said, I'm not coming in today, I'm moving to Florida. And at 15, she took her car that day and moved straight down to Florida. That was her story on another interview. Okay. So now on Tiger King, she's saying, I got raped at 14 and I left home. In this other interview, she says, uh, it snowed. So I decided I was never digging my car to snow, which I feel her. I'm from Erie, Pennsylvania. We get lake effect snow. It's horrible. But I never said, I mean, I would love to move to Florida at that time of my life. But at 15, I wasn't saying, oh, I have to dig my car out today. I'm moving to Florida. But she did. And at the same exact time, she had to dig her car out. Her abusive boyfriend at the time went AWOL from the army and they hitchhiked to Florida and back. Okay. This is a story she tells on a separate interview for a year and a half. She, she hitchhiked from West Virginia down to Florida and back, she says, and when she, and the guy was abusive the whole year and a half. When she got home, she said she started working for the governor's office. Okay. This is a different story. She's not telling on Tiger King. Right. But she said she was 15 years old when she worked for the governor's office. But she, she also got said the timeline she, wrong. Oh, that's what I'm saying. She said she was 15 when she left. It was a year and a half. She worked for the governor's office at 15. Yeah. Mind you, she's not telling any of this in the show. And mind no. you, you know, also get it how you get it, girl. I ain't gonna hate, Miller, you know, I support. You know, we've all come from, you know, damaged backgrounds. And I even like Joe, that was everybody in the show is problematic. You know? Right. So, and I don't, very, have, very. I don't have a problem with it, but like, don't lie to us. So yeah. that happens. Right. Then she yeah. so then after all that, she ends up moving down to Tampa and she gets this job working at this place that's like kind of like a Walmart or a Target. And she falls in love with her boss. She's living out of her car with a cat in her car. OK, this yeah. is the story she's telling on another interview. And she said because it was so hot, she didn't want to leave her cat in the car. So she would give it to her boss, Mike, and he would keep it during the day so that it wouldn't like die in the car. And basically she she ended up marrying that guy and he was extremely abusive and she got pregnant, um, in 1980. Okay. She got pregnant in 1980. And then on Tiger King, she says in 1981, that's when she was 20 years old. That's when she got in the fight where she threw the potato and she met Don Lewis walking up Nebraska, right? So she just took me out. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> yeah, so sorry, I had a little bit of trouble hearing you, but um, basically uh, she would have had her daughter by then because she had her daughter in 1980. Let's not even get into the timeline just because it's a mess. I'm sorry, but I just got to jump in here. When her husband went missing, they, her excuse was for not being there. Yo, I was driving around at 3 a.m. to go to Albertsons to get some milk for the tigers. What yes. the hell? That was her excuse to the police. Mind like, you. Like, out of nowhere. I have so much to say about that because there's so many inconsistencies in this story. So, so many. She, so, her, so her other husband that she has her kid with, she throws the potato out. She goes, she meets Dawn. So she's having this like thing with Dawn for four years before they get married, right? She's still married to this other guy. She marries uh, Dawn and they basically, this all started because she was at this, uh, this like auction where they were auctioning bobcats and stuff like that. And she was sitting next to this guy and he said he was going to win. He was going to buy the bobcat so that he could base, he's like a taxidermist. He was just going to kill it in the parking lot. And she was not having that, which I'm glad, like, go, like, if you love these cats, save them. So she goes to save the cats. She buys the first bobcat. The next year, she went and bought 56 bobcats and lynx, she said in, in, this, in this documentary. And then the following year, she bought 28 at the auction. And the following year, she bought 22. And by that time, like everybody was out of the, the fur farm killing animals for their fur, like those types of animals, because she had bought all them off the market, I guess. And they started Wildlife Easy Street, Wildlife on Easy Street. And they were you know, doing all the stuff that she yells at Joe for now, right? Feeding cats. They were, exactly. they were letting the customers feed cats. They were giving exactly. tours. Breeding, the whole thing. Yeah, breeding, buying and selling animals. So just what are your guys' thoughts? Because now she's, I, I, my thing with it is like, I think everybody grows and evolves and gets to change, but she's so hard on everybody, but she was doing essentially the same thing. I agree. And I'm going to fix my screen. Cortez, you go ahead and jump in there, man. Her story. Are we talking about her as as a, as a, as a as are we talking about young Carol or are we talking about which part of Carol? Just you can talk right now. You can talk about all Carol. types. Of she's, she's married right now. Okay, so I'm okay. I want to talk about Dunn. Just Dunn into Carol because yeah. they were pushing the narrative that you know she was crazy and that she was basically out to kill him. So he came up with this um, restraining order, which which was denied. And, you know, what interests me about that is that, you know, he seemed to be very close and very in tune with his uh, attorney. But um, obviously, it, I, in the documentary, I couldn't really understand if his attorney was for Don or against him, because some of the things, it really seemed like he was protecting him as I feel like an attorney would, you know, mm -hmm. you know, he, Don had a lot of money, he had a lot of money. He was Buku's money. So he, his, it seems like he was trying to protect himself from anything that may have happened. Like he saw all of this coming. Unfortunately, it was too late. And it, it's unfortunate that it took for them, you know, for him to disappear for it all to happen. Right. Her inconsistencies, like you said, they were through the entire thing. You know, she didn't really seem to be sad about it. They talked about how she mentioned it, that no one should speak this name in this house anymore. Um, she just seemed very like, not, like no time like for your husband to have passed she was not sad and i didn't get that at all like it just seemed like she was just like yeah this is what happened this is what happened even the story this is what got me her story of 
the obituary, I believe, and how she was talking about his funeral or something, and it turned black. For that to be an answer, I don't know where or who she paid to cover up her mess, but she's obviously a genius. <laughs> yeah. Because and just none to dovetail on stories, what you said, uh, Cortez, her lawyer pointed out he went and put in his will, if I disappear, not mm -hmm. if I die, but if I disappear. And he said, yeah. when uh, Carol was trying to spread the rumors that he was, you know, had Alzheimer's and forgetful, none of yeah. his friends said that. None of his coworkers said that. Everybody said he was yeah. lucid, he was on point, yeah. and he was just worried Carol just wanted his money. And I don't know, maybe she loved him in the beginning, but, you know, I think that kind of changed in the end. I don't know if she loved him because she not at all. this relationship. <laughs> she come out of this relationship where she's throwing potatoes and then she goes into this relationship where she's pouring guns and then they're like married and then he has all his money. It's just like, I just see opportunists. That's, that's what I got. I think she saw an opportunity. She jumped on it. I don't know what happened. You know, she obviously liked animals. He liked animals. So, you know, it kind of was like a, woo, this is, this is love. But I mean, then it turns into this. So this, I just, I just cannot believe that they let this lady loose. I'm just, I'm just taking taken back. I just cannot believe. No, right. Well, out. it's crazy because she says, she says in her diary, which Joe got through somebody that basically stole it from her and gave it to Joe, that she, this was the only man that she ever loved. But there's something I feel like just isn't quite right. Like almost like a personality disorder or something that's going on with her. I, I too don't think that uh she loved him I think it was I think it's kind of like Cortez said like she's a genius like she at the time needed out of her situation with this abusive husband she didn't have any money she didn't have anywhere to go she meets this guy she like spends these years talking to him he's rich she needs money so she just ditches the old guy who's abusive and, and goes and moves in with this guy which I can't blame her right like you want to get out of that abusive relationship you're a mother you you know you don't know what to do, but you can't just then go on and then just kill your husband. <laughs> and let's find, let's say, you know, some marriages, marriages are transactional, really. I agree to, you know, do this, you'd agree to do this. It, it's all good. But the, what really blew it for me was after he died, she broke into the office and started stealing all these records. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Everybody else off the will and got yeah. a new, uh, who do you got call the guy yeah. who, uh, who correlates the will? Um, a new, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I can't. Well, she changed the executor. From yeah, her exactly. Exec New executor yeah, from her his executive assistant to like, her. What happened to the original records? She stole them. Yeah. They're gone, right? Because that's what that's what the assistant said. She said they were under my desk or they were in my desk, uh, two copies of them or something like that, and they were both gone after the break in, which they found Carol in there, and then then they never <laughs> saw him since. It's like. <laughs> How <laughs> I don't understand how Carol's in there creeping like <laughs> <laughs> poking around. That's exactly so what let me like. let me I want to ask this. Okay, so what because they, they brought in the story about Costa Rica. You know, they tried yes. to use that. He was talking about Costa Rica. They found the van, which is seems like most planet. I'm not really sure. What this is just this, I guess a question. Where do you think or what do you think happened to Dunk? <laughs> Where is done? <laughs> Wow. I think they fed him to the Tigers, man. <laughs> Same. I really think they did. Like, I think she killed him. I'm not sure how, but it's just all, it's all really a, like too much to be a coincidence that he said he was going to get divorced and she threatened to kill him. He got a restraining order. He gave it to his ex executive assistant, said, if anything happens to me, like open this and give, or give this to the police. 
and then he goes missing no one ever hears from him again she's making up all these lies and covering her own ass but like nobody else is sharing the same things about his brain going she tells all these crazy stories about his he had his license to fly revoked but he got in all these other plane crashes and um you know his lawyer was like his planes would never make it to costa rica so she definitely had to kill him drove her the van out there because she also said oh he said he was leaving early 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 the next morning well you were out at 3 a.m and then you said he left several <laughs> hours later so how early is early 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 because i would say early 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 it was out like three a.m turning some more tricks four, five a.m <laughs> yeah like five maybe but you were in the van at that time but then you said several hours later was the last time you saw him so well, the I van just, broke down right or the, the she said they said the, the the car the van broke down like while she was going to get the milk right yeah, but that's the same van that ended up at the um that ended up yeah. at the at the airport with his briefcase and his and his keys in it. <laughs> she yeah. killed him, staged that whole thing, and she fed him to the tigers because guess what? If you don't have a body, you can't like you have no evidence. All I gotta say is the one thing that came out of this, you know, unfortunate, tragic incident was Joe's diss record. Oh my God! Did you see this video? <laughs> that's that's what Doc Ansel loved. He loved that it. Looked exactly like <laughs> here, Kitty Kitty, eating meat to the tigers. <laughs> and then she had the police. It just like the police come looking oh, around. It did. She had. He has a dope ass like battle rap record. <laughs> he does. Cortez, what do you think happened to Don? I think so. I mean I guess at this moment it just I mean in in many situations you know bodies could be dumped places or burned or whatever but i mean type having tigers i mean anything at that point it's just easy just a little blood a little injury and phew. yeah you saw what happened you know later on with something about with with his leg and the, the cologne yeah <laughs> so exactly i'm sure a little blood spill would just make them just go crazy so, I guess. so that's what one of the i think one of the lawyers was saying um there like if if the tiger itself killed him there would be blood and everything all over the place and i don't know because i don't like regularly watch tigers kill humans but um yes Pete, then there's it's the, hard for, to yeah. know if you're not like in that because i don't i work in it i don't really know anything about the animals over than my dog so yeah. <laughs> i don't know what how they splatter but i mean just looking at how they fed the cat fed those like almost the cows cows yeah i mean What's a human? <laughs> yeah. Well, but I think she killed him first and then she fed him. I don't know if you guys yeah. thought she straight fed him to the to the um animals. I don't think it would just the the animals would just eat him just like, hey, here's my husband. She yeah, had to have totally. done something, you know, to get Yeah, to chop it up. Just like yeah. Duke from Scarface. So do you think she put him in the grinder because his <laughs> His kids wanted him to wanted them to test the DNA for the meat grinder um, to see if his DNA was in there. What do you, do you guys think that was too far out there or that's a real possibility? That could have that could have been the way to get him to eat I mean, some meat, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think it makes sense, but she showed the grinder. I, I just really don't know how she fed him to him, but I, I think that she did. Or do you guys believe Joe's other theory that she's under the septic tank? That she's what? Under the septic tank of one of the properties. <laughs> All I know Joe has so many theories and of Dan's body. Remember, yeah. he help me. I'm trapped in the septic tank. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> yes. Joe was. 
Joe made that whole situation like less like, oh my God, it was actually very comical because he turned the situation, he was so adamant that she had fed him to the tires. <laughs> so yeah. kudos to Joe. We have that. a lot of people um, commenting in the chat and JCG says, while Carol tells her story, it was written all over her face, guilt. Carol had to start a wildlife rescue after her role using exotic animals for profit. And then, and then we also have stars aligned in the chat. And she says, remember, Carol said that she had two imaginary friends, which were white cats. <laughs> so, I mean, so actually somebody else mentioned that she might've had like a victim complex because she, you know, she had like some trauma that happened. Actually stars aligned mm -hmm. said that too. And, and that could definitely be true because that is really traumatic at 14 years old to be raped at knife point. Like I, when she tells that story, like you cannot have, you cannot not have compassion for this woman, but yeah, you also can't just murder people. Yeah. But like yeah. That's, most people might have <laughs> one individual friend, you know, it's the difference between me saying, Hey, and this is my friend, Donnie Darko over here. She had two. So, I mean, if you guys are like super interested to know more about Carol, there is an interview with her online and it's just, so interesting because if you watch the tiger king which i've watched when it first came out and now i'm re she tells on this show is different than the interview she gives and all the people surrounding you know don are saying opposite things than she's saying so it just makes it really hard to believe her um and so i guess that's probably also why she's getting so much backlash on the internet well, it's just, I mean, it's just a mystery. Like you, you, you can't, you can't have, you know, everyone saying that this woman is this and then he disappears. You know, there's, there's so, there's so, there's so much evidence except for a body. Everything, right. Lee, everything without a body. Okay. There's no case, but there's so much evidence. So many people testifying and saying the same type of thing and, but you have no body. So it's just like, she, I just, as I watch her on the document, I look at her. I just want to see like her her like I feel like her eyes like wink like help me help me but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like I don't know like she's this it's just so crazy I don't know how I, I don't know I, I can't live knowing that my husband disappeared or if I have been, I don't know what she, it's just it baffles me it really does right I, the whole that whole episode I was just like nah -uh, no no I just was like nah -uh. every five seconds because nothing crazy. was consistent none, none of the story made sense and everything just led back to this one woman. This one woman, that's it. Nobody yeah, else. Exactly. So I actually tried to reach out to her um, when we first started this show because I was like, I'd really like to get her perspective because she has been going out. Well, she's been really angry about this because she thinks Netflix did her wrong in this, right? So I kind of wanted to hear her side of the story. So I reached out to her. She didn't respond to me directly, but Susan Bass did. And if you remember who Susan Bass was, she was the one, woman in the um, documentary who was hired by Carol to basically stalk Joe when he was going from mall to mall. Yeah. And mm. she says, thank you for your interest in Big Cat Rescue. Carol's not doing interviews at her at this time. Here's her statement. And basically she writes this huge long statement, which you can also find because she also refers to her website because she put a web... Uh, similar statement online but she said when the directors of netflix documentary tiger king came to us five years ago they said they wanted to make a big cat version of blackfish the acclaimed documentary that exposed the horrible abuse taking place at SeaWorld and other similar parks around the world 
a lifelong animal lover, I was immediately drawn to the possibility of exposing the misery caused by the rampant breeding of big cat cubs for exploitation and the awful lives of these majestic creatures and the awful lives these majestic creatures are forced to endure in roadside zoos and backyards if they survive their time for petting. And she then goes on to say, there are no words for how disappointing it is to see that the series not only does not do any of that, but instead chooses to be salacious and sensational as possible to draw in viewers. As part of that, they devoted an entire segment to 23-year-old lies and innuendos suggesting I was involved in my husband Don's 1997 disappearance. I will not, and then she goes on to say, I'm not going to use this platform to further give Netflix attention. And then she sends a link that you can go to on her website, which after the show, I'll put in the comments so people can go read her. Uh, it's like a 3000 word essay oh or like blog oh, post no. about, you know, how angry she is at Netflix for all this. Cause she did not know she was going to be portrayed like this, which is funny because the Netflix people are like, well, we asked about her personal life. Like she was yeah. answering these questions. She was, you know. Until it's there, you just got to keep shooting. And if she keeps talking and she keeps talking, that's her own fault, man. She kind of hung herself. That is such a good point you bring up, Al, because that's actually what the guy that was making the show said in one of the first episodes. He said he didn't know like kind of that it was going to take this turn until he was with that guy that had all the snakes and yeah. the one guy opened his mm -hmm. door and he saw like some type of big cat back there. And he's like, I had no idea like it was going to go like this. So it's really good to have your perspective on this. Yeah, you never know. Thing, I'm sorry. That's the just... point of a documentary that, mm -hmm. you know, it, it shouldn't be scripted, you know? So totally. I don't know how she would have, I don't, I don't work for Netflix. So I can't speak to them, but <laughs> to hear her say that, that just says like, okay, you thought they were, you know, you, like you said, you, you were asking these questions, all these questions about his death. So whether it's portrayed or not, it's, it's really just the material. Like look at the material that's there. It, it looks what it looks like. It was now, what it was. You're right. It was what it was. Can I say this though? <laughs> but what about the other documentary that got torpedoed? Who was the guy who was the behind the scenes producer and all his footage got blown oh. up? What was his name again? Al, Rick. No, we yeah. will get Rick, to Rick, Rick next Rick. episode because okay. yeah, oh, I love Rick. I love Rick. He's so great. But, I have um, so much to say about Rick, but yes. Yeah, so we'll talk about him ne next episode, <laughs> right. which, which everybody who's tuning in, stick with us because after this, we're going to do, right after this, we're going to cover episode four and we'll talk about Rick and, and how all of his stuff gets destroyed because it's just insane. But another thing I wanted to bring up, which I found was really interesting when I was digging more about Carol, is I was on Reddit just reading all this stuff. And I connected with this girl who used to be a volunteer at Big Cat Rescue. And I asked her if she wanted to come on the show. And she didn't want to because she wanted to be anonymous. And But she said she'd be willing to ask answer questions. So I had been in talks with her all week. And I kid you not, after everybody wrote in all their questions, thank you, everybody who wrote in questions and submitted them to me. She literally went like disappearing off Reddit. Like she deleted her entire profile, all of her posts, everything. So then I went on to read more and people started questioning why did, because she did a question answer on Reddit herself mm -hmm. and that whole post went missing. Luckily somebody screenshotted it. So they got some of the answers, but people are like questioning like, why did why is it gone people think that it was actually carol going on and because the girl was actually like really pro carol so they think it was carol going on pretending she was somebody that worked there she had her burner account yeah basically <laughs> other people think that like cheryl and her crew of people like 
like literally like surf the web for these people and like threaten them to like get them kicked off or something. But this girl was very pro Carol. So I can't see that being the case. This girl did tell me she was getting harassed a ton because I mean, of her. Of course. And here's where it blew up in Carol's face. Honestly, it blew up in both their faces. Uh, Cortez, Jess and I were talking about last week about getting into these feuds with people. It's a pissing contest. Really, nobody wins. And the way she came at Joe, as far as this holier than that, we know Joe's crazy, but the way she came at him is you're a holier than thou and trying to stalk him. It's like, if I see somebody over there on the corner talking to themselves, I'm gonna leave them alone. I'm not gonna go over and say, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing is illegal. Did he stop? And then so he went all the way in and then she went all the way in. And I think the, the PR backlashed on her for the Netflix scene. She probably was, wasn't expecting that because her money won her all the lawsuits, but uh, not in the media. Right. Yeah, no, people, I mean, if you, I, I see articles like all day over TMZ and different type of blog. And I see, you know, people trying, people are very much so anti-Carol. She is definitely <laughs> the villain yes. uh, in, in this documentary. And, you know, I don't want to say it sucks, but you know, that I don't know how she wouldn't think that this would turn on her, like in looking that way. She, she obviously, that lets you know that she really probably did it. And she probably is, is having an ease mind that she did it because if she thinks that it was going to be a positive look for her, I, that's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. So any final thoughts on this episode three, all about Carol? All about Carol. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know what to say. It's like uh, the footage kind of speaks for itself. But again, I want to emphasize that obviously both her and Joe, I'm, I'm actually, I'm developing a little bit more sympathy, you know, hurt. She comes from a problematic background too and hurt people hurt people. So that's all this was. This is like a, a chain of events. We're like, nobody wins. You could tell her and her new husband were like sitting up there stressing, dealing with this case. It's like, who wants to deal with that, man? Right. But she wanted to, the husband wanted to settle, remember Gosh. that point? And she was mm -hmm. like, no, I don't care if he doesn't have any money. I still want him to make reparations. It's like, all right, now, now we yeah, see- She's out to get him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. she, she wants to, she's taking this, I think, I mean, they both take it to the both level. Did. You know, both, he, he both did. He was shooting at her she's, dummy. He was shooting at her picture. Yeah. <laughs> she was just like, no, 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 I want to take you down, take you down. And he's just like, like watching, she, he was more like entertaining to, to watch yeah. actually. She was more like, uh, let me go take this to court and hurt you where it should really hurt you, you know, so. Yeah. yeah we'll get into all of that next episode because we do have a yeah. lot of uh, legal battle between Carol and uh, Joe. So yeah. before we move on to the next episode, we're going to move on to Al's special segment. So Al, tell Okay, everybody. let me just get off a couple of shout outs too, Jess, from last yeah. week. Yeah. Um, in the comment section. Oh my God, me and Jess, there was a ton of people in there commenting. So I want to give a shout out to, is it Lika325, uh, Luciana, Olivia, John or John, uh, Dopey. This is just for the second episode. I couldn't even get to the comments in the first one. But yeah, but on to my special segment. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, being that we are in the apocalypse and I'm down here, you know, in this dungeon, haven't been out the house in two weeks. And <laughs> man, my landlord, he cut off the washing machine. I'm oh, wearing like oh. the same clothes I had on yesterday, man. Oh. I don't have no clothes on anymore. Like I'm sitting Carol right here hoping the camera don't pan down. But you know, I'm ready. I'm ready for the apocalypse. You know, I, I got my shank, you know, I got my hammer, I got my sword. You saw my sword, Jess. I didn't forget that. Yes. Ready to be. Fools are out there in the comments trying to beef with us. So, you know, let you guys know. 
I'm not that guy to beef with, man. We love all our commenters, but this is somebody else, man. You know, I'm the type of guy who's like, you come trolling in our in our chat, and I'll be like knocking at your door, like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> what you doing? You have something to say? <laughs> All right, now that I got that off, let me get to the uh, animal apocalypse segment. Um, we The current theme is the apocalypse, the animal apocalypse, and also what I'm going to call the animal apocalypse is uh, hashtag uh, animal apocalypse and quarantine and chill. So I've been going through all these stories about these animals basically going crazy. And we also see, though, just with the show, that you could be a person and just go just as, just as crazy. I think Joe and uh, Carol were crazier than the tigers. But anyway, let me get this off. Okay, last week you we talked about the zombie ants and then the seagulls. This time I'm going to talk about the headbanging cockatoo. Gosh. <laughs> oh, cockatoo. Uh, a sulfur-crested cockatoo named Snowball inspired a scientific study of avian dance. Snowball went viral on YouTube when he burst into spontaneous dance to backtrack of the, of the Backstreet Boys. Intrigued, a team of scientists played other songs to the cockatoo and found that the, it consistently synchronized his movements to the beat. Okay, so Snowball, you know, got some moves. Snowball even came up with a brand new dance move. Improvised different movements, they're calling it, to go with the specific tunes. The researchers suggested that Snowball's dance moves indicate that humans and birds may share certain musical, social, and cognitive abilities, which I totally agree, man, because the only thing that we, like getting me through now, man, is music. And, you know, I don't know how you guys feel about music, but I listen to it every time I get up. And when I hear a song, it takes me back to when I'm little, it takes me back to that moment and, and that memory. It's, it's really on a, on a deeper level because uh, it hits your subconscious, you know? Yeah. It, 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 it goes beyond the beats, it hits your chakra, you know, so. Anyway, there's another animal acting crazy in the apocalypse. <laughs> Thanks mm -hmm. so much, Al. And then really quickly, we have some news and gossip. There's just so much surrounding all of it. Mm -hmm. So if you guys have been on social media this week, you've probably seen that BuzzFeed reported that Doc Antle was on stage with Britney Spears during her 2001 VMA performance of I'm a Slave for You. So she, he has, yeah, well, they, he had a, a tiger. So in the part where she has the snake, if you look in the background, you'll see Doc wrangling a tiger behind her. I will post it to my social media. I'll post it to Twitter. Um, and if I can post it in the comments on YouTube, I'll do that too. So that was the first thing that surfaced. Then the next day, Barstool put out an article saying that the next year in 2002 carol baskin was spotted sitting next to britney spears at the vmas the <laughs> next year and there is this woman sitting next to britney that looks exactly like carol and she's decked out in like her signature leopard print shirt, right? <laughs> like there's no way it's not carol however vanity fair reached out to carol to find out if that picture was real and if that was her but a representative sadly informed them that it was not carol so guys, I will also post this. Please tell me what you think, if you think it's her or not. It looks exactly like her. Somebody must have photoshopped her in or they're lying because it's definitely her, so. Did she, did she have her signature headband? No, she didn't have the headband. <laughs> oh, I thought she, she you know, didn't. That, that's a Co the Coachella look. Yeah, she, she By did. By the way, uh, Cortez, you haven't seen Jen in her signature headband. Jen made these memes of us 
where she put mullets on her heads and she has the little Carol headband on. So I want you to bust that out, Jeff. I, I know. I need. I need to get to get uh, some type of headband to put on so I could be uh, full Carol. Jesse, real quick, I like your blouse. I like your leopard print blouse. Yeah. Hey, yeah. So. And and Cortez's tiger print. Oh, it's so. Oh man, we all perfect. in this. We all in this. We are. So guys, I just want to give a shout out to everybody in the live chat. J JCG, beautiful boy, stars aligned, the lean. Uh, my dad, Jeff Zaner's in the chat. Thanks, dad. Lori Taylor, beautiful boy. Thank you guys all so much for joining us. Stick around. We're going to move over to um, season one, episode four next and talk all about Rick Kirkland and the law and everything. But before we go, huge shout out to everybody at AfterBuzz for just taking care of us during this time, pushing the social distancing, telling us to stay at home so that we can be safe. We hope that you guys are all being safe at home too. Stay home. Take care of yourself and your family. Let's try to get this quarantine done with. We're taking it pretty seriously here in California. So I hope you guys all are taking it seriously too. But huge shout out to Bree, our producer, for just getting this together so quickly for us. Yeah, Bree. And, and you guys too. She's also for, Wing Leopard. Yes, I know she <laughs> is. And you guys also for you know joining us live and, and being with us to talk Tiger King. Um, again, stick with us because we're going to move over to episode four. So, Al, tell everybody where they can find you. Hey everybody, it's your boy Al Gregg. You can find me on Al. You can find me on IG at yeah. Al G, A L G letters A L G at Jamaica House <laughs> Film. So definitely hit me up in the chat. I love all the comments. And sorry we didn't get to everybody. Another show we're going to get to all the comments from the previous week, but we appreciate it. And let's keep it up and good looking out, you guys. Yes, and Cortez, <laughs> tell everybody where they can find you. You can find me on IG as well. It's uh, at Stupid Wild Tez, just like Wild Joe. <laughs> and hit me up. I'm there. I'm just as wild as the tiger. <laughs> yes. Great. I'm Jesse Zaner. You guys can find me all over social media at Athletic. And stick around. We'll be covering episode four shortly. Right. See ya. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.